the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by Border Hawk News on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador. George Rodriguez. Howdy, 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 my friends. George Rodriguez, Eric Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio. Welcome to our show, my friends, on this beautiful Saturday, February 5th, 2022. Yes, first week of February. January's already gone. <laughs> Hope you didn't sleep through it. It'd be very, very difficult to do that, uh, given the conditions uh, surrounding us in the national politics and the uh, international politics. I mean, really. At any rate, uh, welcome to the show, my friends. Thank you for joining us. We've got a slam-packed uh, show for you today, just like uh, in the past, all our other shows. Uh, let me remind everybody that um, our program is pre-recorded, so therefore you don't need to contact us, call the call the station uh, during, meet, during the uh, show, Um but you can contact us through the uh, station. You can uh, leave a message, uh, or you can contact me directly through social media, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I am uh, all over the place. So all you have to do is just look for George Rodriguez, El Conservador, and you can find me. Uh, at any rate, um, l uh, also, let me uh, thank Border Hawk News for being our sponsor. Uh, I really can't say enough good things about them. If there's anything, anything you folks want to know about the issue of migration patterns, immigration, globally as well as nationally, Border Hawk News is the place to go. They are the recipients of all sorts of news items and, uh, and, and uh, information. They are fantastic. If you want to know anything about what is going on in the world of immigration and migration patterns, Border Hawk News is the place to go. So let me encourage you to, to do that. Um, all right, so who are our guests today? Let me uh, tell you, we've got four smashing great guests, as usual. First of all, we've got uh, our good friend Todd Benzman from the Center for Immigration Studies, and you're going to really want to listen carefully to this report, my friends. Again, again, the, uh, the health and safety of Americans is, uh, is on the line. There is a uh, Venezuelan that was stopped at the uh, at the border, detained, identified as having connections to Hezbollah in the Middle East, uh, the terrorist group. Uh, however, when they were turned over to ICE, ICE released him. ICE released him. I, you know, I, I, I'm not sure what this administration is thinking, but apparently ICE was following the directives of the Biden administration and they released him. Okay, so you're going to want to listen to the explanation of what the heck happened here. Um, 
Secondly, we've got our good friend, Mr. Mark Morgan. Now, Mark Morgan, my friends, as you recall, was the commissioner for Customs and Border Protection under the Trump administration. This guy is is great. Uh, Mark served in Washington, D.C. in the FBI. Uh, He's a former Marine. He's from Missouri, so he doesn't take anything. (laughs) Mark is great. I really, Mark has become a great friend of mine. And uh, you're going to want to listen to his take on the situation that occurred uh, last week in, uh, in both in Arizona and in Texas, where the Border Patrol agents uh, spoke their mind to the uh, to Mayorkas, the Homeland Security uh, Secretary, and to uh, a local uh, director, a local uh, uh, leader, Border Patrol uh, chief. And um, you're going to hear his take as well as what is happening in Washington, D.C. Uh, the other, uh, the, uh, the next uh, guest that we've got is Mr. Randy Clark. Randy is the, uh, is the correspondent for Breitbart uh, in uh, South Texas, along the border here in Del, uh, near, nearby Del Rio. And um, Randy's going to give us an update of what is happening with the news uh, in in that area, that area has consistently been one of the hottest spots on the border. Uh, that's where the Haitians were. That's where the uh, one of the confrontations with uh, the uh, between the border patrol and the and the uh, Haitians took place, where they claimed that the border patrol agents whipped them, which was an absolute lie. Uh, at any rate, Randy's going to. And the other thing that's very very interesting about Randy. Uh, in background information. Not only is he a reporter, but he also is a former agent himself. So he has been at the front lines. He has lived it and seen it. So Randy's got a a report for us. Uh, You'll want to hear our our, uh, final guest. And uh, I'm really, really excited about this. I mean, this is is the fourth congressman that we've had on our show in the past four weeks. I'm really excited about that record. But uh, Congressman Louis Gohmert, from District 1 here in Texas. I mean, Louie has been a fighter, a fighter in, the, in, in Congress. Well, he's going to talk to us about um, his take on the border on crisis. He's going to talk to us about his take on the Biden administration. And uh, you're going to want to hear what Louis Gohmert has to say. I mean, he was um, here in San Antonio this past week, uh, and I had a chance to chat with him. Uh, he's, he, he's really a great guy. I am very, very impressed with him. At any rate, those are those are our guests. We uh, again encourage all of you to please, please, please call uh, your friends. Tell them to join us. Uh, our program is uh, is uh, pre-recorded today, but it's also going to be posted uh, on KLUP, and you'll be able to hear it uh, whenever you want. Just click on the link. So, folks, thank you very much for joining us. Let's go to our first guest. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. And we've got our good buddy, uh, Mr. Todd Benzman, who is with the Center for Immigration Studies. And Todd is a regular guest on our show. Uh, I wanted to get him on because he's written another very provoking article in, uh, in, in about the stuff, the, all of the many things that he writes about. He is uh, down in in uh, Tapachula at the border with uh, Mexico and Guatemala a lot of times or he is here on the Mexico Texas border I mean he is there in 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 person and uh, the article that he has written this latest one is very disturbing 
uh, it, it's about the uh, an, a uh, Venezuelan alien that has Hezbollah uh, ties. And I wanted him to come on and explain and talk to us about this. Uh, Todd, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking time to be with us. Tell us about this uh, article that you've written and what you have found out. Okay, so the story starts in early December when a Venezuelan migrant crosses the Rio Grande at Matamoros in Brownsville. He's caught. They run his name through the database, and bam, they get a hit that he is on the FBI's terrorism watch list. Uh, and that he is um, a person with um, high-level der- high derogatory information about him. So the FBI comes down, they interview him, uh, they regard him as a flight risk and a high danger, so they recommend that, they, that ICE continue to hold him. And then for reasons that this is a great, the great mystery of the story, ICE headquarters in Washington orders him released on his own recognizance. So he is free in the Detroit area running around pursuing an asylum claim. He has relatives in the area. And the reason that was given for his release is to protect him from COVID-19 in the detention center. This is very, very interesting to me, how members of the Homeland Security Agency, immigration and the FBI, would let a, a, a somebody on the terrorist list loose. I don't understand that. It never happens. The way it's supposed to happen, as I write elaborately in my book, America's Covert Border War, is that these guys are maintained in detention until we're finished with them, until we've figured out everything that we possibly can, make sure there's no collaborators, they didn't come in with anybody else, uh, whatever else we can glean from them. And then we deport them, most of them. Uh, I think there may be an occasion or two when we might have cut a deal with them to collaborate with us on other terrorism matters, but for the most part, we deport them, but we never just cut them loose like this. Uh, That happened in this case. Uh, the, the story, the reason we know this story is because uh, a former New York Times reporter by the name of Charlie LaDuff in Detroit, who works for a, nowadays works for a small Detroit online news organization, had the documents leaked to him. Somebody leaked these sensitive government documents about the whole affair to him, and it's all in there, and he went with it. Uh, and that's how we know about this at all. Otherwise, we would never have known about this. The FBI won't talk to him. He's put in requests for information and interviews with ICE, FBI, local police, everybody involved, and they're stonewalling him about the whole thing. And I talked to Charlie this morning, and he told me that the guy is still free, that uh, the FBI and ICE have still, even though he broke the story a week ago, uh, still have not commented, still want the guy still running around. And furthermore, no other media outside of the Detroit area has has picked up his story. And he's a Pulitzer Prize winner, too, for the New York Times, I might add. He's not just some crazy guy. This, this situation, then, I mean, 
uh, I would hope that it's an isolated situation, but it's still hap- uh, since it did happen, it's very, very disturbing. I mean, we've already got a, a defund the police effort. We've got police departments, local police departments that are hurting for staff, uh, not to mention for support. We've got an FBI that seems to be more interested in mothers uh, complaining to school boards. And then we've got this kind of a situation. Right. And listen, the, the, the broader context here that we need to keep in mind is that Venezuelan migrants are on a very steep incline in terms of their numbers crossing the border. About a year ago, we had maybe a couple hundred would cross the border. Uh, Last month, or let's say in December, the last month we have records for, there were 25,000. So it has gone from like zero to, you know, 25,000 inside of a year. And, And that's double the number just in September. So, I mean, this is a very... Uh, high traffic nationality and the issue with that is that for 20 years Venezuela has been home away from home for Hezbollah and Iran that is home base in our hemisphere for those guys the Iranians and the uh, their, their proxy Hezbollah have had free reign uh, to move all over our western hemisphere setting up intelligence cells and attack cells, even in the United States, traveling around uh, with Venezuelan passports and on state-run airlines. Uh, The Venezuelan government of Maduro is still doing it now, Hugo Chavez before him. And so we really have no idea. This guy was a uh, Lebanese-born Venezuelan citizen, and there are hundreds of thousands of Lebanese in Venezuela. That's why Hezbollah likes it there. They're, they're, they're Lebanon-based. Uh, it helps them a lot. And so the question is, you know, is there a significant national security threat with the Venezuelans coming across? Some among them almost assuredly will be former Hezbollah or current Hezbollah, or they'll be taking advantage of this mass migration and the Biden administration's total collapse at the border to get in. So, so in this situation then, I mean, how concerned should American citizens be with regards to terrorists sneaking in? I mean, it, it, even this guy was on the terrorist list and he still got in. What about the, I mean, we have no idea how many people are sneaking in and they're not being caught. Well, my, as I say in my book, America's, Co- America's Covert Border War, you know, I credit the systems that we put in place after 9-11, these government and counterterrorism programs that have never been disclosed or written about before, with the fact that there have been no attacks inside the United States at the border, uh, from the border. And, you know, I'm clear about that. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic about the issue of jihadists crossing our border, far from it. Uh, I'm very sober about it, and I think that the men and women who have been doing counterterrorism down there have prevented attack. These people are coming, jihadists are coming. I don't care what you say, they are coming, but we're catching them. But when the border is this overwhelmed, it's this swamped, these uh, 
cases when they do reach the border, the fact that they're released, this guy's released, I wrote about another one that the Mexicans released, uh, indicates to me that maybe the threat is going up and that it's elevated because of just we're swamped down there. We've just let it get out of control. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Buddy, uh, tell the folks where they can read your book and where they can follow you. uh, so uh, we can we can uh, encourage sure. people to find out more about what's going on. Uh, well, yeah, America's Covert Border War. It's available on Amazon and everywhere. Books are sold, and then you can read. You can follow me at T Benzman at Getter. I'm on Getter now. I'm also Benzman Todd on Twitter, and you can follow uh, my writings at uh, ToddBenzman.com. You got it. Once again, my friends, we've been speaking with our good friend Todd Benzman from the Center for Immigration Studies. Thank you very much, Todd, for spending some time with us and enlightening us about some things that we should be very, very concerned about. Thanks for having me, George. I appreciate it. You got it. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez on KLUP 930 AM Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio. And we've got our very, very good friend, Mark Morgan, the former, uh, under the Trump administration, uh, the former uh, Customs and Border Protection uh, Director, Commissioner. And uh, I wanted to reach out to him because if anybody's been on the hot seat, he has been. And uh, I wanted to chat with you. Uh, let me ask you, Mark, point blank. This recent dust-up, that's a polite way to pull it, I guess, this recent situation between the Border Patrol agents in Laredo and uh, the Border Sector Chief Ortiz and the Secretary uh, Mayorkas. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, uh, how have you ever seen anything like this? Never. I tell you, George, never uh, that I've seen this. In 35 years they're doing this. Uh, I, I know for a fact, since the creation of DHS, there's never been any federal employee that's directly uh, turned their back on, on the secretary, a cabinet-level official. But it happened in Yuma, Arizona, to the secretary, and it's deserved. And I actually believe it's long overdue. But these agents, they know exactly what happened. They know that the current policies of this administration have opened our border wide open have made their job unsustainable, untenable. They know our borders wide open. They know gang members and criminals and drugs are pouring in, jeopardizing every aspect of our nation's health, uh, public safety, and national security. And they know that the secretary is the chief architect of these policies. And they know that the secretary's aligned with the American people, and now he's lied directly to their face. And that's exactly why they're beyond frustrated, they're demoralized, their morale is broken, and that's why you saw an agent turn their back. And then they made their way to Laredo, and the same thing happened with their chief. This is, you know, um, it's really, really amazing that 
Uh, and I know you guys, uh, I, I think you were included, when the Biden administration came in, you briefed them and told them, you know, what the problems were and what the solutions were. And then they proceeded to dis- dismantle everything. They did. And then, and then they lied to the American people and say they inherited a dismantled system. It's just a complete unadulterated lie, George. Look, the truth is the Biden administration inherited the most secure border. And guess who knows that better than anybody? The, the folks that know the truth are the men and women that are actually on the front lines of our nation's borders, risking their lives every single day. And that's why they, they've gone over the edge. That's why you have this agent turn their back, because they know it, and they know this administration is lying. And during that exchange, instead of the secretary saying, hey, look, first of all, he acknowledged that's the worst crisis we've ever had in our lifetime. But instead of saying, hey, look, I got it, we, we need to take a, 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 a quick a, stand, a new stance, a shift in policies. We need to take swift corrective action. That's not what he said. He basically said, hey, this is a framework. It's a reality. Deal with it. I mean, he basically told the agents, shut up and deal with it. I mean, and then, as I said, they go to Laredo and they get the same thing from their own chief. I mean, this chief, Chief Raul Tees, uh, uh, George, he's he sold out. I mean, he actually, as, as they're formulating uh, their outcry, legitimate uh, uh, questions and, and concerns, this chief tells them that they're getting caught up in semantics. Semantics? You mean the 100,000 Americans that died from overdoses last year? You mean those semantics? Or the police officer in, in, in Texas that was killed at the hands of an illegal alien? You mean Chief R.O.T.'s those semantics? It's simply outrageous. He's also turned their back on these agents just as the secretary has. It's it really is. I mean, I got caught up in I get caught up in semantics every time I drive down to the border and there's a car chase. I get caught up, caught up on in those semantics. Yep. I guess true. It, it, it's it's really really outrageous that these folks uh, have you know. I mean, they are actually asserting that the sun rises in the west. Yep. And and you know it, the mainstream media first of all doesn't seem to be challenging that or talking about that, but. Um, you know, they seem to completely uh, get up exhausted and exasperated when you challenge them. That's exactly right. Because look, at the end of the day, um, look, it, it, if you look at that video with Chief Ortiz, I mean, it, it was actually the worst display of leadership that I've seen in my 35 years serving this uh, country. He, he yelled. He was, he was raising his voice. He was talking over them. He was interrupting them. He wasn't listening. At one point, he kind of puffed up and actually kind of walked towards them and kind of in an aggressive stance. It, I, I, I could not believe that I was seeing what I was seeing. And then again, he, he actually accuses them of, as I said, not just getting caught up in semantics, which is a complete, just idiotic statement, but, but he accuses them of just griping. Look, they know, look, when, 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 when they hear about a drug overdose, these agents, they hurt. When they hear about the agent was killed at the hands of it illegally and they hurt. When they see a dead migrant, towards a dead migrant that, that, that is, is right at, at, at beneath them, that they die trying to illegally enter him, that impacts these agents. And they're out crying to the leadership saying, stop this madness. Give us back the tools and authorities we had to secure our border and stop this devastation. And what do they get? They get they're just completely dismissed by the leadership. It's why there's no trust, no confidence. And that's why if I was still commissioner, I'd fire chief and I'd, ha- I'd hand my credentials into the secretary and walk away. Wow. You know, and, and then there's the, the, the situation of this, um, uh, of uh, the agents supposedly whipping the, um, the Haitians and uh, how there was supposed to be a quick action. I mean, they were, these agents were tried and convicted 
uh, by the news and by the activists. And um, it's been proven that, uh, that it wasn't true, but nothing has been done to uh, exonerate those, those agents. Yeah, exactly. Look, most of the time, and I've been doing part of investigations, both internal you know, investigations of agencies for a very long time, George, and normally uh, you don't necessarily release all the details of internal investigations, right? And there's a reason why you do that, right? And then mainly it's, it's to protect those individuals that are involved. But, but we're, we're in a different world now, right? This is a completely different set of circumstances. And why? Because the president and the secretary, they both use their bully pulpits to actually chastise, vilify, scapegoat, and, and be judge, jury, and executioner. They, from uh, the president of the United States, continued the lies, as well as the secretary. So look, they, in my opinion now, they actually have a responsibility to release this report and go out and do a mea copa and apologize and, and to the entire nation. You know, what, what happened to, you remember uh, Obama's beer summit? Well, where's Biden's beer summit? Where's the Secretary Mayorkas looking the men and women in the eye and saying, I was wrong. Uh, I, 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 everything that I did with respect to this is wrong, and I apologize. Nope, now they're not getting that, but now they're going to bury the report. It's actually going to show and, and exonerate the agents. Wow. Let me ask you this one last thing before I let you go, because it, uh, it shows how the two problems intersect. In uh, Harris County in Houston, uh, two weeks ago, a uh, constable, a law enforcement officer, local law enforcement officer, was shot and killed by an illegal yep. alien who then fled to Mexico. Um, since you've been in law enforcement for so long, both uh, at the border as well as uh, in the FBI and uh, locally, I mean, yep. what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, look, th this is where I go back to, this is why the agents are so frustrated, right? Because this is their constitutional responsibility, right? To protect the American from these kind of threats, to stop the godaways, right? This guy was a godaway, right? To be able to secure our borders so that we can ensure, you know, individuals that, that mean harm, right? That our criminals do not enter the United States and are allowed to walk around and roam around freely. And, and, and so, look, there's another case where an illegal alien was here, illegally in the country, got drunk and killed a, a young woman. Um, and, and he is not being deported. That's where we're at right now, George. I mean, th we're living in an alternate universe. What happened to, to, to a basic law, a rule of law, our nation's sovereignty, trying to, to protect our country from threats coming from outside our borders? I, I mean, I, I, I was a law enforcement. I dedicated my entire career to enforce the law and try to protect this nation. And that's why I'm so fired up, because this administration is doing the opposite. Their policies and tools are actually jeopardizing our public health, safety, and national security. It's outrageous. It is. It, it, it truly is. Mark, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us. Anything you'd like to share with us before we let you go? Yeah, if I, real quick. Look, we've also seen the, 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 the whole movement, the, the, the defund the police movement, the divisiveness that's been, been actually created by this administration right now, and, and, and far-left wing uh, uh, advocates um, we, we, we've got to stop this madness George we've got to come together we have to understand that police are not the bad people and that right now the violent crime raging across multiple cities of the country have got to stop if you see a police officer stop by and say thanks you got it buddy thank you very very much For folks we've been speaking with our good friend Mark Morgan uh, 
Boink, thank you very, very much. Have a good one. Stay safe and stay stay warm out there on the East Coast. Absolutely. Thanks, George. Bye-bye. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. And we've got our good friend, Mr. Randy Clark, with Breitbart uh, here in uh, in, in uh, South Texas. And, uh, of course, those of you who may not know, Randy not only is a reporter for Breitbart, but uh, he is a former Border Patrol agent himself. So who better to talk to about this recent situation, this dust-up, as I can put it uh, politely, that happened between... Homeland Security Mayorkas, uh, the Border Chief uh, Ortiz, and um, the Border Patrol agents themselves, where they spoke up about the situation that they're facing on the border. Uh, in fact, Randy, this morning, uh, this uh, Wednesday morning, we have uh, new news that Biden has announced that he is rushing troops, his words, rushing troops, to uh, assist the border of uh, Ukraine and Russia, uh, as well as uh, other NATO allies. Now, if he's concerned about that border, why is he rushing people to uh, our border? <laughs> you know, that's a great con- concern, George, and it, it's good to talk to you this morning. Uh, that's a wonderful question, and I think there lies the frustration that you're seeing uh, in the Border Patrol, in Customs and Border Protection, and DHS, uh, in the citizenry around the border. Uh, that there's one person that is responsible for that, and that's that's Joe Biden. And and I think we get distracted from time to time, and you see people want to either blame the governor of Texas or blame somebody or blame our National Guard troops or or the border patrol even for what we're seeing on the border for the mess that has been created. It, it's not this is not a happenstance situation that is cyclical that just happened. Uh, we demolished policies as a government. Joe Biden administration got rid of policies that were securing this border, and we're seeing the results. You know, it's not humanitarian at all. There are people dying. There's rescues happening every day. We've lost children. We lost a DPS trooper. You know, God rest his soul last week here in Eagle Pass doing the job, trying to secure the border. Uh, and, and it's an overall bad situation. So why we would ever focus on something going on across the globe and not first address what's in our backyard is uh, is just par for the course with this administration. The um, you know you as a border patrol agent, this this uh, uh, exchange between uh, the border patrol chiefs uh, Ortiz and um, uh, Mayorkas with the agents, where the agents spoke up. Um, what is your take on that? I mean, uh, you know, flat. Uh, MSNBC said that it was, you know, a rebellion. Um, what is your take on this? I mean, you know, uh, as agents, shouldn't they be telling the uh, leadership what's going on, the reality? I, I don't think the, the leadership fails to capture the reality because it is out there. They're seeing the numbers, these huge numbers that get reported, uh, you know, for the previous month, last month, there was over 170,000 apprehensions. Uh, they're seeing this. They're seeing this every day. They're dealing with the financial capital requirements to fund detention and removal and or 
repatriation and, and these flights that are going around the country, they're spending millions and millions a day. So they know the magnitude of the problem. I just think this captures perfectly how frustrated the rank-and-file Border Patrol agents are that they have been relegated to not performing a border security mission, not performing a national security mission, but to babysitting, providing humanitarian care, transport for thousands entering each and every day that doesn't allow them to, to, to catch the drugs, to get out there and find folks with criminal records that are you know, invading ranch properties. So this, this moment in time captured, I think, everybody's frustration, not only the Border Patrol agents, but the leadership, because, you know, I know uh, Chief Raul Ortiz personally. I worked with him when he was the chief in Del Rio closely. I was his third in command. So I saw him every day. I know him as a person. I saw a person who, who also is frustrated in, in that video. It, it was not, you know, his best moment as a leader, certainly. Uh, and, uh, and I think it just captures where, where this administration has led border security. It's non-existent. The um, the situation again with with um, the drugs coming in and the number of people, um, uh, what what is what's the estimate of uh, of uh, uh, interactions or what do they call them the um, uh, the contacts? How many how many um, people have been stopped so far? Have entered just since October uh, in this fiscal year? So, you know, you're looking at over a half a million since October. We're averaging, you know, very close to 200,000. So we're, we're over half a million, and that's what, you know, it, we, are catch, we are catching. We don't know what is getting away because a, a large percentage of those are economic family units and unaccompanied migrant children that are surrendering to the border patrol. Just yesterday, uh, on my way to Del Rio, I stopped to, uh, to visit with some of the border patrol agents and DPS. A, a group of 170 were crossing the river. So uh, that's a daily uh, event for these border patrol agents, and that takes time away from being able to, pr- to patrol in remote areas. So there is no telling uh, what we are losing. Just in Del Rio sector, they are seeing over 80 countries since October citizens from over 80 countries. That that includes Pakistan, Syria, People's Republic of China, Sudan, Tajikistan, the, the list goes on. Uh, that's what they've caught. We don't know what they've missed. So it, it is catastrophic. These agents realize that, and, and they're voicing that. And not every agent is going to voice those concerns publicly in front, in front of their leadership. When they do and when it looks like that, you know as a leader, or you should know, You've got a problem that needs to be addressed. But in all fairness, uh, the chief of the Border Patrol is not at liberty to change or design government policies. He can try or she can try and influence, but they're not the executive commander-in-chief. That is Joe Biden, and he's the only one that can authorize changing those policies, and he's destroyed them on purpose. We, We both know through policy he has abolished ICE. He didn't have to defund ICE like folks called for they have abolished ICE. We know their output is nowhere near what it used to be. That's by design. These are not pro-law enforcement people. They're not pro-border security people. And they really you know, have a knack for, for ignoring the humanitarian crisis they've created, the deaths on the border. And it's not just the southern border that most of us tend to focus on. The Coast Guard just discontinued a search for 34 migrants that capsized off the coast of Florida. They're gone. Those folks are dead. They've given up finding them. 
So it's on our coastal waterways. It's on our northern border. We had deaths on the northern border of citizens of India that died in the snow of frostbite, you know, hypothermia. Uh, it's it's everywhere, and, and it's a sad situation. It is a crisis. There's uh, also the... Um the reports that happened last week regarding the videotape being taken of um, people being flown into um, uh, New York, into Newark, rather, uh, airport in the middle of the night. Uh, and we have we have known of, of flights and and bus uh, transportation for folks uh, out of the border uh, for some time here. Um, what about that? I mean, is uh, you know, it seems like we're being colonized by uh, the Biden administration with um, with illegal uh, immigrants, um, for crying out loud, you know, and, and not too much is said in the mainstream media. No, because because it is done in <clears throat> secret. You know, these are, these are done in parts of the tarmac. These are not done most of the time in the normal terminals. Uh, in the case of those that you saw in, in, uh, in Newark, uh, that's out on a, on a tarmac. That's not even using a terminal. So that, that's by design. Why would you not? Why would you not use the terminal that you and I use? Uh, so we know that's happening. It has to, because if it does not happen, George, we're going to see the Haitian migrant crisis in Del Rio. The border is, does not have the capacity to house the number of, of people that are crossing the border. There are thousands, nearly 5,000 a day. If you start adding up a week and a month and more than that, these communities can't support that many refugees standing around, asylum seekers. So they, they have to have that mechanism. And that mechanism is not just that incident from August. It's, it's happening every single day. Flights are leaving from Harlingen, Laughlin Air Force Base, San Antonio, Texas, and they are moving to every state almost in the Union. Wow. It just is, uh, it, you know, it is outrageous what we are seeing with regards to our border. I mean, it, it truly is. And, uh, you know, and I am not sure uh, if, if people fully understand the magnitude of this of this disaster. Well, my great fear, George, is that they will eventually, but by that time, it'll be too late. We won't know what to do. A lot of these people are not in systems. They haven't been put on court dockets. It's just a promise. Will you let us know where you're at? Uh, some of the ones that we saw that were being released recently that are single adults, some of them did have ankle bracelets. And, and I've worked with ICE extensively in my 32-year career, and what most of them told me is, those ankle bracelets are found within hours when the bus stops in Fort Worth, they're in a garbage can. So they have to track the GPS to the garbage can, refurbish that at a cost of $800 per bracelet, and they never see the, the, the alien again. That's just, that is the That's, that's the, the reality. Uh, are some going to turn themselves in? Perhaps if we know that it's a small percentage. So the money getting exhausted is incredible. I think we're seeing bad jobs reports across the country. We know our shelves are bare. We know there are issues in every segment under this administration, in our economy, in our national security, our posture overseas. This is, this is just of the magnitude of that in this one area of border security and border control. It's going to have a devastating impact one day. We are going to have to come to terms with what happened when we opened our border for three or four consecutive years? Yeah. Oh my goodness, buddy. Tell them where we where they can read uh, your your articles and um, uh, how they can um, uh, well just you know read more about what you're writing. 
your reports. My stories are exclusively featured on Breitbart.com, uh, Randy Clark at Breitbart.com, and also you can find me on Twitter at Randy Clark BBTX, at Randy Clark BBTX. You got it, buddy. Once again, my friends, we've been speaking with our good friend Randy Clark with the uh, with Breitbart here in South Texas. Thank you very, very much, Randy, for, being t- for taking time to be with us. Thank you, George. You have a wonderful <clears throat> day. Stay warm. You got it. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, and we've got uh, a very good guest with us. He's been on before, Mr. the uh, congressman from District 1 here in Texas, uh, Congressman Louis Gomert, and we're very, very happy to get him once again on the show. Uh, congressman, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us. Let me ask you uh, about the situation recently, because I know that you are very, very outspoken on the issue of uh of the open border, the border crisis that we've got. Uh, last week, we've had uh, we had agents uh, speaking out uh, directly to the uh, the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security. That's a joke, uh, Mayorkas, as well as to the border chief, to border sector chief uh, Ortiz. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the agents speaking out? Well, it takes an awful lot of courage for a guy that's in a uniform the Border Patrol to speak up to a superior, but, you know, I'm, I know you talk to Border Patrol also, I, I talk to these guys, and they have to put up with so much, and they have seen, you know, their bosses up to the Commander-in-Chief just callously allowing, not just allowing, the massive migration and invasion coming in. But encouraging it, and they don't have the help they need to do their job, and they have their hands tied behind their backs. And so, you know, they it took a lot of courage, but they had had enough. And to have Ortiz and Mayorkas uh, telling them how good it was and all the good stuff, you know, they they know it's lies, and they just couldn't take it anymore. They're too. They're too full of honesty, kind of like uh, when Obama was talking about, seemed like it was something about uh, that uh, no illegal aliens would be getting uh, his health care, and uh, it was something along those lines caused Joe Wilson to yell out, you lie. <laughs> you know, it just, you, you can only take so many lies for so long, somebody telling you how good something is when you know it's destroying the country so I, I'm proud of those guys uh, for stepping up and, and just letting their voices be heard and I'm glad somebody recorded it uh, so that we could see the video and hear the audio the uh, you know the situation also 
uh, has merited. Apparently, uh, Congressman Chip Roy and a few others, uh, I think you're among them, to call for the impeachment of, uh, of uh, the Homeland Security uh, Mayorkas. Yes, and since uh, the vice president was put in charge of the border, it means there's room for her to be impeached as well. But, uh, yeah, Mayorkas, he's got to go. I mean, you can only allow so much damage to the country before you have to say enough is enough. We're not going to allow you to continue to intentionally harm the country and the Constitution we took an oath to defend. The uh, you know the the situation has gotten to the point that um, uh, recently about two weeks ago there was a um, a, a constable in uh, Harris County that was killed by an illegal alien that was then caught later on in in Mexico. So I mean the war on police is now being also waged by uh, by illegal aliens. Yeah, I was shocked a few days ago when I had. Uh... A uh, law enforcement officer in East Texas was telling me about, uh, you know, the sex trafficking and the drug trafficking that the, they, the cartels people have gotten so brazen they had threatened the uh, East Texas chief of police as well. Uh, I mean, the question is, are we going to keep our country or are we going to allow these people to just let it go astray. I mean, we're losing it on a daily basis as people pour in who don't understand what it takes to keep a republic. And some try to say, oh, you just don't have any compassion for people south of the border. Are you kidding me? The most compassionate thing we could do for our neighbors to the south is to secure the border which will dry up the money that the drug cartels get, the tens of billions of dollars, to corrupt the government in Mexico and other places south of us. You stop that corruption, and then, George, you know, Mexico ought to be one of the top economies in the world. You take out the corruption, then with the natural resources, the hardworking people, the great location of Mexico, it ought to be a top economy. You know how compassionate that would be when a Mexican father and mother doesn't have to tell their daughter, look, we know you probably get raped several times on the way, but we're going to send you north to try to get into the United States when he knows he can keep his children under his own roof and they have a vibrant economy. There'll be places to work and plenty of food and good pay. When we could do that for our neighbors to the south if we simply secured our border yeah. that's compassion the uh you know the also the the hypocrisy because today uh on wednesday the um biden administration this morning announced that they were going to send troops uh to protect european borders but i don't see any right. troops any troops protecting our borders yeah, well, there are some National Guard, but they're not allowed to protect the border, and that's the great tragedy here. So it, it is, it, it's unbelievable that they could be that tone deaf to say, we're going to go, we're going to send thousands of troops overseas to protect Ukraine's border, but, uh, you know, hey, Russians, Middle Easterners, terrorists, 
<laughs> yeah, it, it, it really says. Let me ask you this last question before we let you go. Um, there are several lawsuits, particularly as they pertain to the border and the responsibility of, of the federal government, but there are several lawsuits that have been filed by the state of Texas against the federal government. Uh, and um, do you feel that these lawsuits are, are, are helping or not helping, or do you think that they're aimed in the right direction? Uh, I don't know uh, about the success of what's been filed, uh, but we know that the Supreme Court has said in the Arizona case, state and local law enforcement cannot enforce immigration laws. That's federal. I disagree. We have had state and local law enforcement uh, helping federal authorities for decades. That's how it's worked, and they work together. So the Supreme Court did a lot of damage in that in that case about a decade ago. But in and so I don't think the Supreme Court is going to change their position on enforcing immigration. But, George, the way I see it, and what I would be doing if I were the Attorney General, I would force uh, the issue and force a, a lawsuit by having our, you know, the governor's already sent National Guard and state troopers, but they're not allowed to stop people. They basically just point people to the direction of the Border Patrol. Well... I, I mean, they have. I mean, I've been down there and seen them do it. So the thing is, and there have been a few people arrested for trespass if it's private property and it's properly posted. But my contention is that since the U.S. Constitution guarantees, they, the federal government guarantees to keep our state free from invasion, and we know over 100 years ago, Pancho Villa had four or five dozen people he sent across into New Mexico and some Americans were killed. That was considered an invasion. And the U.S. Army, headed by General Pershing, went all over North Mexico, you know, trying to, to nail them. And they never got Pancho Villa. They got a bunch of his uh, uh, lieutenants. But I think the key is that we have a right of self-defense. We have a right to keep our state free of invasion. And we know that once somebody sets foot on Texas soil, now they're an immigrant, either legally or illegally, and they're going to get a hearing. Well, we ought to have our people repel the invasion and not allow anybody to set foot on Texas soil and yes, I know we have half the river too, but there's something special about Texas soil. Once somebody steps on, they get a hearing, we ought to be preventing anybody from setting foot in Texas unless they come through the lawful ports of entry. Then, George, we're not enforcing the immigration laws. We're protecting our border. Amen. I think we have the right to do that. Yeah. I think that would be the best way to couch the, the argument because it is legitimate. We're doing what the federal government swore they would do in the fourth article of the Constitution, and they're not doing so. We have the right to protect our border. So that's the bottom line. Immigrant. 
Woods, you want to come in? You go, like if you're coming across near McAllen, well, you're going to have to come to the Angeles Bridge, come across that, deal with the federal authorities there at the immigration checkpoint, but you're not coming across the border illegally. I think we have every right to do that. Amen. I could not agree more. Congressman, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us this afternoon. Really, George, really you know, I always it. love talking to you. Thank you so much. You take care of yourself, and we'll be in. And we'll be talking well, to you again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you, my friends. Once again, thank you very, very much for supporting us, for joining us. Uh, we uh, really appreciate uh, all of the folks that listen to us, as far away as as Utah, as far away as New York City, as far away as uh, Long Island. <laughs> I've got to say that correctly, Long Island. Uh, even in Maryland and in the Washington, D.C. suburbs. I mean, really, we have got a lot of friends out there that are listening to us and supporting us. And uh, we uh, we appreciate it tremendously. Uh, El Conservador, once again, is uh, I am available to uh, speak at uh, any event that you might be uh, interested in inviting me to. Let me know. I uh, also want to encourage you to go to... Uh, <clears throat> to uh, bookstores and to uh, uh, websites for bookstores and uh, buy our book, El Conservador Conservative Opinions. That book is available. Uh, I really want to encourage everyone to please uh, purchase a copy. Uh, that keeps us afloat. Also, um, talk to your friends and neighbors. Tell them to uh, join us on uh, on the show and on the program to follow us on uh, social media, El Conservador, the website. Uh, I post weekly uh, commentaries on it, as well as news items. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me uh, LinkedIn. You can find me all over the place, my friends. We try to cover as much of the social media as possible. Uh, let me conclude, my friends, with just telling everyone that um, this issue of illegal immigration, it can be defeated. E we either can shut down the border completely and start screening everything and everyone that comes through the border, everything being customs issues, being anything that, that might bring in uh, contraband, drugs, et cetera, et cetera, and everyone that enters. We've got to stop, we've got to stop excusing and, and rewarding illegal immigration. How do we excuse it? We say, well, you know, they're, they're young, they're poor, they're sick. We've got to let them in. No, no, no. If they're coming in illegally, they're coming in illegally. The other thing we've got to do, my friends, we've got to stop rewarding it in the United States with amnesty, any kind of amnesty, uh, with, with, uh, with jobs, with school. We've got to stop rewarding illegal immigration, period. And once we do that, my friends, I guarantee people would stop coming. People would come in would that are here already would start to leave. However, that is not going to happen while we've got bleeding-heart liberals, both in the Republican Party and in the Democrat, particularly Democrats, but in the Republican Party, who are afraid to put their foot down and say, okay, stop rewarding illegal immigration. Tell them to go home. That's what we need to do. My friends, thank you for joining us today. I hope that you will join us next Saturday, uh, 2 p.m. I hope that you will go to our link and listen to our program. You can listen to program to this program or any other program at any given time if you go to KLUP El Conservador. Thank you once again. This is George Rodriguez talking to you from San Antonio, 
deep in the heart of South Texas. Till next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.